this week, Father. So continue to build upon what was established last week and help us to go higher in you this week as we learn more from your word about the seven dimensions of praise. Miracles, signs, and wonders follow your word, Father. So as we're in here giving you the glory that is due unto your name, Father, I pray that things are changing out there for every person in this room and watching online. Holy Spirit, continue to have your way in this service. We yield to your authority. Heal, deliver, set free, and make whole. Don't allow one person to walk out of here the same way that they came in. And Father, we're going to give you all the glory for all the good that will come out of this service. In Jesus' name, amen, and so be it. Love on somebody today. Shake someone's hand. Introduce yourself to your brother or your sister in Christ. Don't be a stranger to the family of God. Oh, man. There's a shift happening in Linked Up Church. And it's a beautiful thing. Hallelujah. I want to welcome our online viewing, viewing audience. Best way to follow along today is the YouVersion Bible app. What you'll see, though, there's some verses on that YouVersion Bible app. Uh, they're just extra. You can look at those at your leisure. For one of our points today, I actually have some different verses uh, that the Spirit of God gave me. I rushed in my study uh, in the office on Friday, and uh, when I got home and really did my general preparation, I realized in here those weren't the specific verses that God wanted me to use. And so what you'll get are the specific verses today. Uh, but the YouVersion Bible app will have some different ones, but you can follow along. They'll still go up on the screen today. Has God been good to anyone in this building? Yeah. Praise God. We're talking about praise and worship culture. There's a culture that God is trying to build here. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a member of a church that won't give God glory. I don't want to be a part of a, a community where God is not glorified. I want to be a part of a community where, man, as soon as we enter into those gates, there's a thanksgiving and a praise that comes upon our lips that is undeniable because we walked in here and we are not in the hospital somewhere this week. If for nothing else, how I many know God has been good to us? Culture is defined as the behaviors and beliefs characteristic of a particular social, ethnic, or age group. For example, the youth culture, church culture, right? It's the sum total of ways of living built up by a group of human beings and translated or transmitted from one generation to another. How I many you know our children should learn how to praise God from their parents? They should not come to church and, and try to figure out what's going on. People should praise God at home so it's second nature when we get to church. Right? That's how the church has a future because we transmit this to the next generation. I asked the question on last week, why does God want us to come to church? Most people answer that question and they'll say, I come to get the word, right? And, if, and that's a good reason to come to church. And that's what you get out of service. Well, you know, the main reason why God wants you to come to church is to give him the praise and the worship. That's what he gets. And so I want you to imagine this. When you come, that's why praise and worship is first. That allows you to be a giver first. I mean, anytime you give, you will always receive. 
You'll get more out of the word of God. God will bless you. Things like today will manifest in the service. And so, so important that we get here early enough for praise and worship so that we can give him the glory that is due unto his name. That's a big part of attending church is to praise and worship God. I mean, it was so important to God that he said, if you don't, then the very rocks would cry out in his name. Psalms 100 is a verse that we read uh, in answering that question, and it kind of gives all of the dialogue around church attendance or how we should conduct ourselves in the house of God or the sanctuary of God. It says, lift up a great shout of joy to the Lord. It says, go ahead and do it. Everyone, everywhere. As you serve him, be glad and worship him. How I many know you know you shouldn't come to church sad? Come to church glad. I don't care what's going on in your situation. How I many know a thankful heart is a grateful heart? And regardless of how bad it is, I still have something to be glad about. I still have something to give God glory about. Come on, I still can come in with an attitude of gratitude and be glad. Sing your way into his presence with joy and realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping the Lord our God, for he is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Did you come in here the right way today? When you walk through the doors, what came out of your mouth? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Man, I get to come into the house of the Lord one more time. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. That is our password for coming into his presence. It says, come, bring your thank offering and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For the Lord is always good and ready to receive you. He is so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you. And he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. We talked about what is praise. Praise is celebrating the existence and the attributes of a worthy God. Praise is audible. How many of you know praise is not quiet? How many of you can't praise God like this? Well, Pastor, I'm excited on the inside. That doesn't even sound right. It's impossible to be excited on the inside and it not manifest on the outside. Well, you don't understand, Pastor. I'm introverted by nature. Now, you chose to be introverted. I mean, he created you for praise. That doesn't even sound right. He created you to do something, and I'm not that way. Why don't you practice for three seconds? Just lift your hands up right now. That's your purpose. That's one of your purposes in the earth. It's the praise. It's audible. It can be heard. Never let someone who does not know Jesus come in here and keep you silent. People who don't know him should sit next to you and go, my God. I've never seen people this excited about God or the things of God. 
God must be real in this place. Go ahead and make the devil nervous real fast. Go ahead and make him nervous real fast. <laughs> so praise is audible. Praise requires acknowledgement, but it does not require relationship. So anybody can praise God, whether you know him or not. Amen. Praise is horizontal. It's contagious. How many know it can spread? Right? It can be on one person and jump on the person next to him. Why don't you infect somebody today? So we left off last week talking about the seven dimensions of praise. We'll learn three more today. The one we learned on last week is the halal, right? And that is to be clear, to shine, to boast, to show, to rave, to celebrate, to be clamorously foolish. And you can see today the atmosphere was different during praise and worship. I would say we went from 2% of the people celebrating God to 5%. But 95% of you all still out there. But how many know that's progress? How many know we're heading in the right direction? Right? And so we'll build. We'll just keep building. I, I believe before the day is over, there'll be 100% participation. How many of y'all want to see the power of God? Let me teach you a principle. 100% participation creates 100% manifestation. Sometimes we only see 5% of the power because only 5% of the people give him the praise. How I many know he inhabits the praises of his people? So if you want him to dwell here in authority and power, you want that to be present, and how I many know everybody's got to participate? This is not a spectator sport. It's a participator sport. Let's pick up with number two today. Let's learn about the yada. The yada is the extended hand. It means to throw out the hand. Can you imagine as soon as praise starts, your hands just go like that. Let's, let's practice that. Just throw your hands up in the air like that. Right? You, you ever been in a service where soon as the music started, everybody just, man, because you realize you were in the presence of God. To throw the hands just instantly. Soon as I hear praise, my hands just go straight up in the air. Soon as I hear worship, my hands go straight up in the air because it's an act of surrender. It means you are supreme in authority. It means you are the creator of the universe and all that there is therein. And it's an honor to praise and glorify your name. So it means to throw the hands, to extend the hands there. And I, and I love this here. It means, therefore, to worship with extended hands. I mean, a worship or praise should never have no movement. Both of those require some element of your body being involved. And there's no greater surrender than your hands being stretched out to God. We do that naturally out in the world. You remember when your jam came on? <laughs> Am I right or wrong? 
You stop everything you were doing. And whatever you did with that, right or wrong, then all of a sudden we get saved. Doesn't even look right, does it? Go hard for the world and the devil give God nothing. So the yada, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 21. I'm going to read out of the New Living Testament. It'll go up on the screen. You may see something different in your version Bible app. Let me give you some of the backdrop here. Jehoshaphat, there are three enemy armies coming against Judah. Ammon, Mount Seir, and what was the third one? Moab. Moab, Ammon, and Mount Seir are all coming against Jehoshaphat and Judah. Can you all imagine three enemy armies surrounding you and God gives you a strategy that has no military background at all to it? Doesn't make sense at all. Verse 21 says in the New Living Translation, after consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. And this is what they sang. Give thanks, that word thanks there or praise there, depending on your translation, literally means yada. So can you imagine an entire army marching and their hands fly up in the air and they say, give thanks to the Lord for he is his faithful love endures forever. Can you imagine that? And then the very next verse begins to tell us that the Lord set ambushments amongst the enemies. What you've got to learn the secret of is while you're in here praising God, God is out there setting ambushments against your enemies. Every weapon that's forming against you out there, God is setting ambushments up against it. While you're in here giving him the praise and the glory. He's canceling debt. Come on, somebody. He's working out job situations. Come on, he's healing and restoring. I need faith to rise in this building today. Come on, God is doing all kind of supernatural stuff out there while you're praising and worshiping God in here. He's literally setting ambushments against every enemy that's trying to come against you and your family. I'm telling you, weapons are forming, but when you're in here throwing your hands up and saying, thank you, Lord, and praising God, he is canceling every assignment that Satan has come against you with for you, your family, your job, your physical body. I'm talking about when your hands go up and you give God the glory, he is canceling anything that did not come from him. Somebody ought to throw their hands up right now and say, thank you, Lord, that you love me so much. Psalm 63 stanza 4 says, Psalm 63 stanza 4 says, thus I will bless you while I live. I have a question. Are you alive today? Are you breathing right now? 
So then if you are living, you should be blessing God and giving him the glory that is due unto your name. If for nothing else you woke up this morning, come on, both of your feet hit that ground today. Come on, you got up in your right mind. Come on, somebody. You're not in a hospital somewhere. I'm so thankful for our staff. We had three home goings yesterday, 9 a.m. Minister Russell got that one. 11 a.m., I got that one. 2 p.m., Minister George got that one. And listen, I just want to take the time, thank God for a good staff that does not complain. I said I thank God for a good staff that does not complain. Because if that bothers you, then you are not called to do this. That ruined your Saturday. You're probably not called to do this. Because it was an honor to be there for those families. But here's my point. Three people were buried yesterday. You're sitting in a service. Acting like you don't have nothing to praise God about. You ought to stop that right now. I said you ought to stop that right now. You ought to open up your mouth. You ought to declare right now. I will never, ever, never, ever, 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 never, ever not give God the glory. As long as I'm in the land of the living, I will open up my mouth while I live and give God the glory that is due unto his name. David said, thus while I live, I will bless your name. I will yada, lift my hands in your name. David said, I will yada, I will lift my hands in your name. Psalm 107, stanza 15 says, Oh, that men would yada the Lord. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works to the children of men. Let me just stop and think about it for a minute. I've lived 52 years on this earth. I've been married for 22 years to one woman. God has been faithful to our, to our marriage. We have two beautiful children that God has graced us with. Not perfect children, but two beautiful children that God has graced us with. I have a building that I get to come and worship God in every single week. God has blessed us with a home where he can plant his name there. Folks, just start recounting. You just stop and think about how good he's been to you. And just start recounting. All that all by itself will make you do what this young lady and that young lady is doing and that young man is doing. If you just start recounting, the next response is your hands will go up and you will yada because you will realize how faithful God has been to you. Some of you all sitting in this building could be dead right now. Some of you all have done some stuff and been caught in some situations. Come on, but God's mercy was sufficient in that situation. 
Come on, I know I'm preaching better than I'm saying amen. Some of you all haven't been saved your whole life. You were out there doing stuff and in places that you had no business being. Come on, other people caught it, but it bypassed you. Some of you all have been on the highway and drove past accidents that you could have been a part. I said God has been good to you. Glory to God. That is the yada, lifted hands. Let's learn about toda. Toda. Toda is an extension of the hand, an adoration, a vow, or acceptance. It could almost also mean an embraced hand. How I many you know in, back in biblical times, they didn't have contracts like we have today? 50 pages worth of contracts, initial on every page, because nobody trusts each other today. Back then, once you made a vow and you shook on it, that was it. And you'd rather die than to not keep your word. Oh, to get back to those days. See, today we live in a world, boy, if somebody's mouth is moving, my God, don't believe it. That's how far away we've gotten away from a handshake. Now, how many know it still means something to God? When you make a vow that you will praise him for the rest of your life, he expects you to make good on that. I mean, it still means something to God when you make a vow that you will worship him for the rest of your life, that you make good on that. Let's read a few verses that support the Todah, and then we're going to end with a Shabbat, which requires movement. It's your cool self. Toda. Psalms 50, 14 says, Why don't you bring me the sacrifices I desire? Passion translation, Psalm 50, 14. Bring me your true and sincere Toda. Show your gratitude by keeping your vows or your promises to me, the Most High. Is there anyone in here that wants to make a vow? that you will praise and worship God for the rest of your life. Is there anyone in here willing to make a vow that you will never cross the threshold of this worship center ever again with closed lips and balled up fists? But you will come through those doors with a song in your heart and joy on your lips, prepared to give God the glory that is due unto your name. See, when you extend your hand out like that, you and God are agreeing on that. Psalms 50.23 says, Psalm 50.23, New King James Version says, whoever offers praise or toda, whoever offers toda glorifies me. 
And to him who orders his conduct aright, I will show the deliverance of God. Do you understand that when you offer your praises to him, he promises you he'll deliver you out of whatever situation you're in. He didn't say I would show anybody. He said I will show the one that offers me toda. We'll close right here for today. Number four, the Shabbat. The atmosphere is already it's already churning. How many of y'all know this earth groans waiting for the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God? This earth is waiting and groaning and moaning for us to appear. What does Shabbat mean? It means to shout. It means to, listen to this now, it means to address in a loud tone. Now today, they'll be down at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium painting with painted faces. Team two and seven, three and seven, they don't care. No, they'll have painted faces, outfits on, because they love their Falcons. And every time their Falcons score a touchdown, that place is going to go bananas. And they will personally get no victory themselves from that in their personal lives. They will have paid 70 something dollars for the ticket, $30 to park, $25 worth of food, and leave. But boy, don't let a pastor bring up his tithes and offering time. I've never seen anybody walk up to the parking attendant and say, all he wants is my money. No, we gladly worship at that altar. I personally think Sunday morning, you know what the largest church is on Sunday morning? Every football stadium around the United States of America. They are worshiping their team with all of their might. While we're in church, and we've got to beg people to praise and worship God. Don't shout me down, because I'm preaching real good right now. I said, don't shout me down, because I'm preaching real good right now. It means, so, so everything is not quiet. 
I'm just ministering the Bible. If it's in the Bible, it's what God likes. It's too loud in that church. Well, then don't go to heaven. All we're doing is practicing right now for what God loves all day, every day. I don't think you're going to get into heaven until Gabriel and, and Michael, come on somebody, and Peter and Paul and David to quiet down. I remember when David found the Ark of the Covenant, the scripture says every so many feet he would dance and praise God. So much so he began to dance out of his clothes. His wife saw him. She was peeking out of a window, and she accused him of dancing to get the attention of all the women that were watching. He said, woman, shut your mouth up, because I will be yet more vile than this. Come on, you got to get to a place where you don't care about who's watching, who's looking at you. Come on, somebody. You just can't care anymore. Let me read a couple of verses so we'll know what we're doing. It means to triumph, to be victorious. Psalms 5.11 says, But let them all be glad, those who turn aside to hide themselves in you. May they keep shouting for joy forever. Overshadow them in the presence as they sing and rejoice. See, notice his presence overshadows us as we sing and rejoice. Then every lover of your name will burst forth with endless joy. So you can see who loves God because it's manifest. Psalms 9, 2 says, I will jump for joy and shout in triumph as I sing your song and make music to the most high God. Psalms 30, Psalm 30 stanza 5 says, I've learned that his anger lasts for a moment, but his loving favor lasts a lifetime. We may weep through the night, but at daybreak, it will turn into shouts of ecstatic joy. Come on, somebody, you might be in a dark moment right now. Come on, and weeping may endure for a night. But I came to tell somebody it is morning time. And if you'll give God the glory, come on, if you'll give God the praise. Oh, I love this one right here. Psalm 32, 11 says, so celebrate the goodness of God. He shows this kindness to everyone who is his. Go ahead, shout for joy, all you upright ones who want to please him. Those that have been named, those who have been called the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and know who they are in him, he said to you, go ahead and shout for joy. Glory to God. And my last one, music department, my last one for the day. And then the music department is going to come and teach us how to Shabbat. Psalms for, Psalm 47, stanza one says, go ahead and celebrate. Come on and clap your hands, everyone. Shout, that word shout there is Shabbat. 
to God, listen to this, with a raucous sound of joy. They should never be more rowdy than us. I personally believe God should have the greatest fans in the world. Come on, I'm going to say it again. I personally believe God should have the greatest fans in the world. Come on, teach us how to Shabbat. Pastor Gregory, I, when, I, when I teach this, I always try to pull this out, pull it out because this is something that most people will miss. No, no, seriously. So the first dimension is to halal, which is to give God a broken out praise. Another way to say that is that's the sound of freedom. But a Shabbat is a sound of victory. Now, notice, notice everybody that those two are very different because we can celebrate freedom and not embrace victory. Harriet Tubman said, I could have freed a lot more slaves if they knew that they were slaves. And there's a lot of people that will shout for freedom but won't embrace victory. I usually give this, and I know y'all ready to jump and shout, but I want to make sure you understand this. When the Emancipation Proclamation was given, every slave was set free. And for approximately a week, every slave celebrated their freedom. And then after about a week, they began to look at each other and say, I don't understand this place of freedom. And I don't know where my food is coming from next. And so what they willingly did is they went back to their old masters and said, I will be your indentured servant as long as you'll continue to take care of me. There's a lot of people last week that jumped and celebrated your halal because of freedom, but then life began to happen along the way. And you decided probably about Wednesday, Thursday, I'm just gonna kinda go back to my norm because that's just what I do on Sunday. But when you embrace a Shabbat, you're saying to your entire circumstance, I may not understand where I am, but I ain't going back where I came from. Because he has set me free and I am victorious over. Why would I go back where I came from? I have a victory inside of me that everywhere the sole of my foot treads, it's mine now. I've got freedom. Every Is there freedom in this place? I need somebody that's willing to celebrate your victory. I need somebody to release a shout like the Israelites at the wall of Jericho, knowing that you've already been promised the land. All you've got to do is lift up your shout. Lift up your shout! Lift up your shout! 
Yeah! God is fighting for us, pushing back the darkness, lighting up the kingdom that cannot be shaken. In the name of Jesus, enemies defeated, and we will shout it out. Shout. Everybody say, God is fighting for us, pushing back the
right here at Linked Up Church. Greatest fans in the world, right here at Linked Up Church. I believe God is well pleased with the culture that's developing at Linked Up Church. We're not there yet, but we went from 5%, I would say to, can you put a number on that, Minister Bernard? I'd say, he said 80. I'd say 25%, because I want to keep them motivated. You see how important it is? I don't know if you saw the exchange there. As a pastor, God gives me certain revelation about it. But as a music director, I don't know if you all caught that. His revelation added so much on to that. Right? And that ability to have that exchange and watch the Spirit of God lift an atmosphere. That's why in the kingdom you can't have big eyes and little ears. I mean, there's only one superstar on Sunday morning. And what's his name? Jesus. What's his name? Jesus. What's his name? Jesus. How many of y'all believe in God for something right now? You believe in God for something right now? I want to challenge you. Because, see, these guys, they, they've been practicing their touchdown dance all week long. How would you act if you knew you had the physical victory in your hand right now. How would you act? Now, now we've got another group coming behind you all, but I want to piggyback off of what Minister Bernard said there. Sunday is just practice. You should leave here and build on this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Because this is not something you do in church. This is a lifestyle. It's what we do for a living. And it should be clear everywhere that we go that we love to give God praise. We love to worship his holy name. And we've got another group coming behind you all. Everyone just look up.